No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Michael Hellickson here with Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. We are live on Facebook and uh, we're here talking with Coach Misty Bruton, who says team building sucks. Team building sucks? What? Okay, so we're going to have this conversation. I think it's a long overdue conversation because you hear all the time, all of us talking about all the great things about building teams and how wonderful it is and how beautiful it is. And it just, it's all sunshine and butterflies and rainbows and peaches and cream and all that good stuff. So that being said, with Coach Misty Bruton here today, we're going to be talking about, you know, the, the stuff that's not so pretty about building teams, uh, the stuff that frankly sometimes sucks about building teams, how to overcome those things. And uh, we're going to do that with my co-hosts. Uh, that is my co-host, Brian Curtis, who's also a club health coach. Uh, and of course, our co-hostess with the mostess uh, is Coach Sheree Benjamin. Uh, and so... That said, you guys, before we get started, I got to put a quick shout out to our sponsor, which is Wise Hire. You guys, we love Wise Hire, whether it's hiring administrative positions or hiring uh, sales positions. We've had a really good success with Wise Hire. Uh, I believe everybody on the call right here is using Wise Hire with success. And uh, if you guys would like, you can take advantage of our discount with those guys. Uh, Go to clubwealth.com forward slash Wise Hire. That's W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E and Tara. Maybe you can uh, post that in the Facebook uh, discussion here. But uh, that being said, let's jump right into it, you guys. Uh, I want you to understand the pros and cons of building a team. So let's start right off with Misty. Does it really suck building a team? What the heck? There are things of it that suck, yes. But overall, I love it. But I want to get real. I want to tell people the other side of it because I think Sometimes we make it look really easy and what goes on behind the scenes, people don't really understand what it really looks like. And it's a skill set that we, I don't believe we come with as realtors. I certainly didn't come with this skill set. It's been a failing forward. So that's where we're at. You know, I want to share the other side of it. I want to share what that skill set is what the risk is and, you know, the rewards too. There are so many rewards, but, you know, Michael, you and I have this conversation a lot. And a lot of times it is, I had no idea what I was building. You know, it it was fun in the beginning, but I had no idea what this business really looked like when the risk set in and when the responsibility of having a large team, what it looks like. You know, and it changes, doesn't it? You know, and that's one of the things, Brian and Shree, to catch you guys up on the conversation Misty and I have been having here over the last few weeks. You know, there's there's really, we, we, we teach people how to build teams, but one of the things that we need to do a better job of, and I'm saying Club Wealth as well as the industry as a whole, one of the things that we need to do a better job of is really identifying 
the, the, the points during the team building process that things really change, right? Where they go from, I'm out there, I'm selling a bunch of houses, I'm doing really well to, and I'm recruiting people to my team to all of a sudden now I've got, you know, people I'm responsible for. I, I transition where, you know, I may be still in production to some degree, but I may also need to start transitioning out of production because my responsibilities now have grown on the operating on the business side, as opposed to operating in the business. Uh, and that's a pretty major transition, one that I know all three of you have made successfully, uh, but it's not easy. And so talk to, to that, you guys. Well, let's, initially, let's back up. Before we talk about that transition, let's talk about what sucks about team building. Like, just literally, just get it out there. What are the things that that really just suck about building a team? For me, it's understanding my job role, knowing what I am supposed to be doing. So I made the transition from being just a solo realtor to being a team leader. And somehow, and I really don't know exactly how, but somehow transitioned out of being in production to out of production, and then became this new set of job, this new role that I truly, every day I question, you know, it's, I'm supposed to be looking at my finances. I'm supposed to be working on my P&L. My coaches are beating this in my head. It's not my skill set. Recruiting, the balancing of recruiting, the leverage, you know, putting people in place that are better than you. And, you know, it's understanding really how to do that and ultimately just learning a completely new skill set that did not come in my real estate training as a solo agent. <laughs> okay, so oh, go ahead, Brian. I was just saying, say, isn't that the truth? We don't. That doesn't come. That's not part of the part of the deal. We don't get that. You know, when you take your sixty to one hundred and sixty hour course, depending on the state you're in, they don't talk about leadership. They don't talk about team building. They don't talk about any of those things. So, you know, here we are, and we're all kind of there's a little bit of learning on the fly. But I, you know, that's one of the reasons we all have coaches, and I and I'm obviously all of us on here do. And uh, yeah, we've got to trust the people who have been there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so well, I think that a lot of this, what people forget is that what we don't learn in real estate school is how to build a business. And so when you transition from being a solo agent to just that one person self-employed that you, we can throw it on our 1040s, you know, or Schedule C, it's very different from that in, in running a business and that business that has customers clients you know we don't think about it but a lot of a lot of this is the same as someone who has a restaurant business you know someone who has named the business it's still a business that's the thing i think is one of the biggest things of the shift of the mindset shift with those who do really well at it um, and excel at it really fast and those who who can't quite get that transition that you have to make because there's a long laundry list of the suck. I mean, we could probably do an episode that all we talk about is what sucks um, <laughs> and get a piece of paper and you keep turning the page and keep writing. Um, but it's, it's owning the business part of it and that shift in that business part of it, you know, is the part that I think is one of the, one of the hardest things in probably that first transitional stage that people go through. Okay, so talk to us about this. Okay, so does it suck? What, you know, because it does, right? I mean, there's parts of this process that really do suck. Specifically, talk to me about 
how transitioning from a solo agent to a team, right? Let's, let's start there. So I'm a solo agent right now. I've got, you know, maybe I'm doing 20 deals a year, 40 deals a year, somewhere in there. And I want to, I'm, I'm thinking about building the team. I'm all excited about building the team and I'm just not quite sure what to do next, but I've heard that it's really great. And at the same time, it might suck. So what's the sucky part about going from solo agent to first time team leader? I think, Michael, what we have to remember is that the one piece we can't forget is that most agents, well, let me just speak for myself, I didn't start saying, I want to do, you know, grow this team. It mm -hmm. became a necessity, you know, to grow the team. So it, it wasn't a, oh, I think I should just have this big old team that just, you know, get my real estate license and say, I want this big old team. A lot of times it's, I don't want the headache of a big old team. That sounds like a lot. That's a lot of stress. But then as we're doing business and as our business is growing, voila, we become here. You know, and I think all three of us, I know, have really large teams um, that we're growing. But Misty, I think I, I caught you right in the midst of you starting to answer some of that question. I just wanted to throw that in there that a lot of people don't get into this saying, yeah, I'm going to just get a real estate license and grow this big, huge team. I uh, could not agree more. And I was so anti-team, even when I started coaching with Club Wealth. I, I bucked it for a long time because I didn't see the value and I saw it as a headache. But when I made that transition and really started to understand leverage, that's where it started to make sense. And so, you know, to, to your point, Cherie, where we're not trained to do business, I could not agree more. And the truth is, that just knowing how to run a business isn't it like it keeps evolving and changing. I thought I was running a business last year. I had a very big team and I thought I was running a business. But what I'm finding out this year is I still don't have the skill set that I need to run an efficient business, to run a profitable business. So, you know, on the flip side of it, it's like every day that I wake up, it's something new that I have to learn. And if I can't manage my time and my, my own schedule, then running a business is truly, it can be a headache and a huge risk. Um, okay, so hold on really quick. Hang on really quick, Shri, because you're hitting a really good point, Shri. I want to come back to your thought as well. First of all, guys, everybody that's watching right now, I want you to type in into the screen right now, type in team if you have a team or, if, or are on a team. So like if you're on a team site, on a team, or if you just have a team, type in team. If you're a solo agent, type in solo. I, I want to know who's on the call right now. I want to know kind of what the audience is that we're talking to. Now, Misty, you kind of hit it there where you said, you know, all of a sudden you had to go from doing this stuff on your own to now I got to run a profitable team. Now I've got to actually run a PL and I've actually got to, you know, understand the difference between I just go out and sell houses once in a while and now I'm responsible to this entire organization. And it's a big shift and it's a skill set that we, that most agents don't have. So I'm, I want to, I want, before we get into the how, I want to ask all of you guys and Sheree, don't lose your thought, write your thought down because I want to make sure we come back to that. I forgot it. Oh, <laughs> you're killing me. I forgot but it. I want you guys to think about this. I want you to ask yourself why, like, why would you even do this? Why would you even go down this road of, you know, trading the, you know, day to day, you know, I'm trading time for dollars and it's just me doing everything and I'm keeping it small, keeping it all to all of a sudden I've got all this responsibility. I got to bring all this money in. And oh my gosh, if I lose money one month, it could be 20 to $40,000 I lose in a single month. Why in the world would I even go through this? Well, 
Brian. I was going to say, there's plenty of days I woke up and called and said, I quit. Um, so. <laughs> I quit yesterday. It's no big deal. So um, <laughs> here's one of the things that I think, and I don't, I'm not trying to correct anybody, but I, I'd like to take a step back from where we started to kind of get there. So the first reason, and I think we need to talk about this, is why we're building a team. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I see over and over and over again, people build a team because they saw something on Club Wealth. They saw something on website X, on Facebook page X, whatever it is. Like, oh, I can build a team. So if you don't know why you want a team, when things get hard, you won't want a team. Because here's the thing, having a team isn't less work, it's different work. And I think mm -hmm. that that's the thing that people miss. I hear this over and over and over again. I want to be out of production. Okay, what are you going to do when you're out of production? I don't know. I got a whole bunch of other stuff I'd like to do. Well, that's great. But guess what? You have a whole bunch of stuff you're going to have to do when you're running your team. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Ultimately, you can build an extremely large organization and have other people run it for you. But I don't know if there's 15 of those in the entire country where – the owner doesn't run the team. And, and I don't know, those are just statistics. But my point of this whole thing is, why do you want to have a team versus being an individual agent? And I'll let me say this, and I don't know if it's said enough, there are people who should not be team leaders. I'm not, oh don't God. know who they are, but there are people who shouldn't be team leaders. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. It means, it means you have a different skill set and you can bring value in a different way. So, you know, understand who you are and why you want to do it before you take this leap. And, you know, talk to somebody. And that's the other thing I would say. Talk to me. Talk to Misty. Talk to Sheree. Talk to your coach. Talk to Michael, whoever it is. But don't just go out there and do it because I promise if you go out there and just do it, you're either going to get lucky and succeed or more, more than likely you're going to have a whole bunch of, you know, things like don't be Brian. Don't create wheels that already exist because those wheels take a lot of time and energy to exist to to create. So anyway, I feel like I ran it there. I'll, I'll stop. Now. I this conversation. One thing I will say is that I work more not being in production when <laughs> I made that shift to out of production and, and you were my coach at that time. And I remember just like Brian, huh. like I can't like I it was so many of the Brian I can't or the the text messages that, that were really a book that I sent you, um, <laughs> that it's because I worked so much more out of production because there's so much that happens behind the scenes, even with a ton of leverage that we that we end up having, you know, in those earlier stages, if I rewind it back a few years um, ago, that that's the not sexy side that everyone doesn't see. You know, people think that you get out of production and you hang it up and you're done. Oh no, baby girl, strap on your bootstraps. This time to really rock now. You know, that's what really happens. It does. Missy, what were you going to add? Well, I had this conversation yesterday and I was, you know, the industry we're in is so competitive and everybody's trying to be like everybody else. And I think the real thing that keeps me on track, and this has been a learning this has been a learning, you know, failing forward. How about that? But I think everybody needs to, like Brian said, find your why and stay in your own lane. You know, maybe, maybe you're in a situation right now where running a team does not make sense. You know, join a team, be on a team, be home at five o'clock, six o'clock every night with your family and stop, you know, trying to compete with everybody else that's out there. Everybody wants the biggest and the best. And the reality is, 
you know, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling through this and they're frustrated and they're losing faith on why can't I build like you or why can't I be like you? And it's just the transparent side of it is just find your reason, find your why, what's important to you and stay in your own lane. Because as we're sitting here telling you, these big teams, I mean, they come with a lot of risk and a lot of responsibility. And I feel like, you know, people need to hear that it's okay if you're running an efficient team with two or three people and that is what works for you. That's good. If you're making the money that you want, that's a win. That's a success. So I had this, we had our team meetings yesterday and um, you just hit something that I said to them um, in our our office team meeting yesterday. And and I don't have it sitting in front of me because I had it ready, but I held up a box. And do you know that song that um, that everyone's hearing? It's that that it's not a rap song. It's not a country song. That gonna take them. You know that song? I don't know how it goes. I think I speak for everyone watching right now and saying I have no idea what song you're talking about. No more. You guys have heard that song? It's a Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay, so let me go back. I can Google it. I want to <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus still makes records. Yeah, I didn't know. Billy Ray Cyrus and this kid called Lil Nas X from Atlanta. Yeah, I saw like, I saw that it was out there. I didn't actually listen to it. So yes, okay. So this song, they didn't understand where to stick it. You know, is it a rap song? Is it a country song? What is it? You know, and to to go right to what you were saying, Misty. This is what I shared with everyone uh, yesterday. Is that that song doesn't belong in a box. That's the thing. You know, it's not a box. It doesn't belong in a box. And just because you see certain people doing certain things that fits inside of a box, that doesn't mean that your butt belongs in that box with them. So you can be whatever it is. I don't like being in a box. I don't like being in the box. I love being outside of the box. Um, We've talked to another gal who was... Um, she likes to travel a lot. She wants to grow a team. She needs to have the leverage. She's scared of a big, huge team. I'm like, what? Why do you want to grow a team? Why do you want to grow a team? You know, and I think that one of the things that I think has really been helping, and we've been working on this a lot more, you know, in Atlanta, is that let's not even talk about your why, let's talk about your vision as to where you want to grow to. Let's keep focusing on such the positive things of where you're trying to go. Because sometimes the why takes us back into a deep, dark place. You know, I can look at my baby's big old pretty eyes all day long, but some days it doesn't make me want to pick up the phone. It doesn't make me want to open up the laptop. It doesn't make me want to go show a house. But that house that I just wrote an offer on for myself makes me want to open up the laptop, makes me want to go show a house, you know? So there's things, that's why, you know, it's, it's instead of looking at the deep, dark place, let's start envisioning where we want our lives to be. And then let's constantly lay that groundwork and do that foundation every day so that we can get there. By the way, I got to jump in really quick here. We got a couple of really good comments. Crystal Oliver mentions, and, and actually let me back up. The song is Old Town Road. And That's I only know that because we've got a couple of great people that have typed it in. And I say great people. I appreciate you guys typing the title of the song in. I just wonder if you're self-identifying as a redneck when you do. I'm not sure. 
Uh, but no. it's just. <laughs> I got the well, horse. Billy Ray Cyrus. Come on. Everyone who's right. watching this is now <laughs> going to have that song in their head. All day long. I hope not. I'm sorry, you guys. It's like if anybody that that gets you singing the the what is it? It's a small world in your mind. They deserve it. That being said, Crystal Oliver mentions. Uh, she says, "I have a team, and I know why I want a team. I just struggle with feeling like there are gaps and end up failing uh, and being re reactive instead of proactive. When I formed my team, I didn't realize the different types of team members. You know, so teams and members." And I've got more of a hybrid team restructure now, feeling forward 100%. So Crystal, Crystal, here's what I want to share. And I think what, what Misty and Chris and Sheree are both saying is that at the end of the day, there is no right one right way to build a team. That's one of the reasons why all of our coaches produce at a higher level than the people they coach. Because frankly, cookie cutter coaching doesn't work anymore, right? That works when you're going from zero to 15 or maybe even 20 transactions a year. But as you start scaling a team, you've got to have people around. You've got to be surrounded with people that have been way further than you have because you're going to encounter things. You have no freaking idea that it's a problem or an opportunity. And you're not going to know the difference between a problem and an opportunity until somebody says, hey, watch out. That's a landmine. Or, hey, don't ignore that. That's a great opportunity. Um, and so I see this and it's and it's not limited to you, Chris. So I think a lot of people go through that. So thank you for that comment. I really appreciate that. Um, and Julie Hines says, a realtor made a video of that song toward his real estate company. Very catchy. And may Lord have mercy on the soul of that man, Ateo or woman, whoever it was. So that's awesome. All right. Good stuff. Thoughts. Anybody else? On that, my why and my vision got me started. And they carried me through my first couple of years when I, when I would lose faith and wanted to quit on everybody. I think at some point, it's got to transition into purpose which is what we're kind of coaching on now, um, you know, with where I'm at in my business is it's purpose. You know, why, what I'm using my business now is leverage for other opportunities. And when you get to that place, that starts to make sense on everything that you're doing. So leveraging for bigger and more, you know, more purpose behind it. Okay, but now I want to talk to you about that for just a second, because I get that, right? As you build a team, and here's the thing, again, you guys, you've got to understand why am I on a team? Why am I building a team? Whatever, right? Whatever your role is. But here's the deal, Misty, and you really are hitting the point. What happens with most team leaders, as they grow larger, they get bored. And what do they do? They've built this really great mechanism with all these great wheels and gears turning and everything's working great. And they like to throw a freaking monkey wrench in it to see the pretty sparks fly, right? And, and that's what they do. And they, they get bored and they think, oh, the grass is greener over here. And oh, I heard that so-and-so is making a ton of money on escrow. So I'm going to go do escrow. And then they forget that, hey, wait a minute, the goose that lays the freaking golden eggs, the machine that drives all of this is your team. That's what makes all of this stuff possible. And you don't get the one without the other, or at least you don't get anywhere near the traction with the one without the other. And so the caution that I would put out there for everybody is don't get, don't get so excited about the newest, latest, greatest shiny object or you know newest opportunity or whatever that you forget to do the things that led you to the success to begin with. And success is freaking boring, you guys. Misty, you and I have talked a lot about this recently, about success really is not exciting. I mean, it's just, it's a grind. It's just a different grind. Instead of pounding away at the phones, you're pounding away at profit and loss statements. You're pounding away at lead gen sources. You're pounding away at, at lead tracking and ROI tracking and just things that really aren't that exciting, but that have to be done. Because if you stop watching those things, 
all of a sudden something starts to change a little bit little bitty changes in your business have a broad impact across your entire company thoughts i haven't been bored yet you haven't really no, I, I think it's, and you know, part of it might be because of where I came from, that each time I get to a certain level and I experience that next breakthrough, like I get to that, what you feel as if your ceiling is, and then it gets a little bit stagnant there. And then, and then it, there's a breakthrough that, that kind of happens, but the, but the breakthrough happens, I think, because I realize that I'm just, I'm hitting my head on the ceiling and I don't like being in a box. So I'm like pounding my head on the ceiling, trying to break through to that next level. But I think that um, to what Missy was saying is if you keep on putting yourself out there, if you keep allowing yourself to not get so comfortable, then it doesn't get boring. I think boring happens when you just stay in your comfort zone. When I'm here, I know what all this looks like. Yeah, this can get boring. I could just keep doing this, but I haven't been bored. Yet I think that more or less I might have gotten to a point that I got comfortable and then mm -hmm. I woke up and said, well, this is just too comfortable. Cherie, let's go throw a monkey wrench to you, which you said, Michael, you know, let's go blow something up. But mm -hmm. what typically happens is that the ceiling opens up and then you can then I can keep going higher than that. But I think I don't know. I think I've just been a little bit different in that sense. And it's and I think it goes back to. Some of what the both of you have kind of said where Misty's mentioning in reference to her purpose. Well, I figured that out like earlier on what the purpose is and, and what's bringing me joy. But then that that uh, that's what's driven me to break through the ceiling each time so that I that doesn't set in. So I don't want you to walk away from this yet. I want to have, I want to go deeper on this part of the conversation yeah. because I don't think you're alone. And by the way, I'd like you guys, everybody watching right now, type into the screen if you have ever felt complacent or if you've ever felt bored and if you've ever hit a, any kind of a glass ceiling, type that in. I want to hear, I want to see how many other people are going through this, but I got to tell you, I really believe that a lot of people go through this. So what I want to talk to all three of you about, because correct me if I'm wrong, raise your hand if you three have been through this before. At some point in your career, have you hit a have you hit a ceiling? Have you hit a plateau? Have you hit a point where you got bored or complacent? All of you have, right? We all have. How did you get past it? That's what I want to. What did you do to push past that? Because I'm telling you, people are going through that, and especially when the market shifts like it is now, people hit these plateaus and they start thinking to themselves, "Man, am I really in the right career? Is this really what I should be doing with my life?" I personally think it comes down to self-development. So I am all about transparency. And so I want, this is kind of where we started. This was what sucks about it. But I went through some really interesting dynamics over the last six months. I'm an introvert by personality. I am not somebody who really puts myself out there a lot. I do a lot of work behind the scenes. And so I retreat when things happen. And I got bored in my business somewhere along the way. I, you know, I set my big, hairy, audacious go goals early on and I achieved them. And I achieved them so fast that I didn't think beyond that. And I forgot to self-develop myself along the way. So I hit this spot and this is when Brian was coaching me. So he knows fully well, I retreated and I went into this kind of dark little space. And the only thing that got me out of that was self-development. I had to work. I had to rework on myself with a new skill set. And I'm just now pulling myself out of this. And it, it's coming with setting those new, big, hairy, audacious goals. It's coming with 
pushing that glass ceiling like Cherie's talking about. But we don't know this. It's like leading blindly through, you know, we don't know what's coming around the corner until we're there. And, you know, when you find yourself in that space, it is so incredibly important, whether you're a solo agent or a team leader or whatever your role is, to self-develop along the way. So I make it very, very intentional to work on myself every single day because I don't want to be back where I was over the past six months. In so this what, are you, what are you That's doing wrong. on the on the working on yourself? What are you doing as far as as your self-development? Honestly, it is, it can be as little as, you know, waking up at, on my perfect daily schedule, waking up, going to the gym, making sure I do the right things, listening and attracting and staying around the right group of people that inspire me. Um, I have kind of, you know, I don't really put myself out there a lot. So I stay kind of introverted. I focus on making sure every day that I am bringing joy into my life. Because if I'm not bringing joy, if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. It's like, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. And the reality is I want to live a joyful life. And so I really put a lot of focus on that. And it doesn't always look like, you know, yes, we're growing a really big business and I'm really excited about where we're going. But at the end of the day, I think where I ended six months ago was I don't like this. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't bring, I don't feel joy in my life on a daily basis. So I have to change it. And where that came from was working on me personally and making sure that what I do, that I'm happy with me and what I'm building. And so my self-development right now is more personal. It's more, you know, making sure that my life is balanced, that I'm spending time with my family, that we're going on vacations that our finances are in order and not mass chaos like they were in 2018. So I think it can mean a lot of things. Um, but for me right now, it's just about living happy life. I love that because, you know, I'm really big on, per, you know, what's going on in between your own ears and your own personal development. And that's one of the number one things first, you know, talk about the suck part. You know, I last week had someone that I realized that I found out was taking deals or leads from us. You know, then this week we find out and this week is only it's only Tuesday uh, that we <laughs> that we find out that there's something similar that's going on again. But it didn't bother me the same way that it could have bothered me, let's say two years ago. And why? Because I purposely make sure that I live a very happy life. So if it's not happy for Sheree, it's not pleasing to Sheree, Sheree's just not going to do it. You know, if you're a person who brings in the negative energy or you're a, you know, you're a downer, then you're not going to be around. It's the same thing for a team. You know, one of the hardest things for people to do is to cut the cancer. Now the cancer can go bye-bye very soon. And I'll kiss you on your forehead as you walk out the door, you know, but the cancer can go away. You know, I don't care what the cancer has attached along to it because a lot of times that cancer that's there and all of us have coached people and we know that people's cancer tends to be their biggest producers on their team. But that's also the person who's sucking the life out of the team right then and there. So eliminating that because you're responsible for all of that there. Michael, you were about to say something. Well, I want to get, I want you I want you to say exactly what you said in terms of not necessarily a team leader, although I feel your pain, right? I get it, right? I, my Monday morning, 
I walked in. I had a couple of people that that left the team. I had I had a coaching client that quit. I had you know like literally Monday morning I walked in and it was boom everything blew up in my face. Welcome to Monday. Right, right. Like literally, that's what it felt like. And and I and I thought to myself, and, and it's funny because six years ago, just six years ago, I would have been. In fact, even three years ago, I would have, that would have stressed me out. And and I just you know yesterday I just looked at it, I'm like okay. So, you know, some left, a bunch more will come on, right? Like that, it's, it's like as, as easily, if I stick my finger in a bucket of water, if I pull my finger out of that bucket, those people, that's like those people leaving your life. And all of a sudden that water, it fills in that hole like that. That hole doesn't last very long, right? Especially when your attitude and your head and your heart are in the right spot. That being said, I want to speak to it in terms of a, someone who's not the team leader, but someone who's just a real estate agent trying to get get along in this world, trying to make a living, because I hear what you guys are saying, and I get it, and I'm feeling it exactly like you are, where when you, you know, happiness is a choice. Happiness is not about what happens to us. Happiness is, look, I've decided that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay with it, because at the end of the day, I'm still above ground, right? At the end of the day, I still have control over what I choose to do today, how I choose to react to these things today. I get to choose that. Nothing anybody does to me from the outside can force me or cause me to be any different than I choose to be today. That being said, what about that person that's just trying to pay their bills? I'm an agent today. I'm just trying to get by. I'm either on a team or I'm a solo agent. What do I do when everything's so my team leader sucks or my clients and I have six escrows out of seven fall out today? You know what? Like, how do I handle that? That's a skill set. So what you just described is, you know, you can choose to be the victim or you can choose to take control. And I will tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a solo agent or, you know, a team leader, we all battle life. We all battle stuff. And what the the shift that I've seen in myself, like Sheree and Michael described, is that I don't, I'm not a victim of my circumstances. I am, I choose every day to make sure that my attitude is positive and things happen every day things happen but you know it's it's just it's a choice that you make I, a couple of days ago i went out and i'm now going back on listings and i went out in a day just of mass chaos and i ended up listing a house that sits sideways it's like crooked i mean it's the funniest thing you've ever seen and on you know in my, in my past i would have thought what a waste of my day like everything, if nobody showed up, you know, everything bad that could have happened did happen. I almost turned around and didn't even go into this house, but I did. And, you know, I'm glad I did because I'm going to get to help somebody who needs it. And I came home and somebody asked, how was your day? And I was like, it was awesome. And it really, in my mindset, it really was awesome, but it was a choice that I made. You know, it, I had five people no show on me. I drove three hours you know, to get this. But at the end of the day, I was working and I found, and my last couple that I met was somebody that really needed my help and it felt really good. So I think that's a mindset. I really do. Hold on, hold on. Stop right there. You had five people, no show on appointments in one day. Mm -hmm. And most agents, I want you guys to think about this. What would most agents, and and not just real estate agents, I don't care what profession. I noticed I got a buddy of mine, Steve Hawkins has, has joined us and is watching he runs a big HVAC company, right? Huge company. And I think about this and I think, what you know, he's got estimators that go out and, and there's all these different businesses. We all have appointments of some kind in our business. When you have, when most people, when they have five people no show, they tend to get pretty dejected, right? Mm-hmm. They tend to get pretty bummed out about that. That sucks, right? And you start to feel like, 
I wasted my day. I, I think about one of our relationship managers, Zach. He, we were having this conversation just this morning where, you know, for the last couple of weeks, he made, you know, part of what our guys do is they make cold calls every day. And he's like, dude, I haven't set an appointment from a cold call in two weeks. And, and he says, you're going to think this is stupid, but I'm really excited to me. My big victory today is I set one appointment yesterday from a cold call. What a great attitude, right? Way to look at the bright side, way to focus on the victories instead of getting hung up on the failures. And, and really, are they really failures? Is it a failure that five people didn't show up? You know, it was a choice in that moment because I did start down that little spiral and it, it happens, right? We might wake up and, you know, whatever. And yesterday was bad. So we kind of, we had down in the, that same, that same spiral but the truth is, is the moment I felt that creeping on, I just made a choice to have a different mindset. I thought everything happens for a reason. Tomorrow is a new day. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I'm still happy. It's a beautiful day. I opened the sunroof and I thought, what a nice day for a drive. You know, but that that's a skill set. And I think I was definitely missing that skill set earlier in my life. And especially as a solo agent where I was grinding out there and needed you know, those commissions and was chasing those commissions. Um, but it's self-development. I think it comes back to self-development. We can all learn that skill set. It's not easy. And especially, you know, depending on where you come from, if you have a tough background, it may be a little bit harder, but it's a skill set that you can learn and you can start to change that mindset right then and there before it even gets started. I'm gonna I'm gonna name that process for all the people watching. It's called a reframe. So it's one of the most important things that you can do. Um, I ran a little class for my team. And one of the rules that we had was you could not tell us a negative story. Just It was just a small group. It was an internal group. And I said, no matter what, no matter what happens, you have to reframe it. And it's a great practice. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to believe the reframes. You know, it's amazing that five people didn't show up. That's not a reframe. That's BS. <laughs> but what a reframe is, well, uh, you know, I set five appointments. That's an amazing thing. Most agents don't set five appointments in a week, let alone five appointments in a day. And here's the thing. I've got an opportunity to catch up on my reading, listening to audio tapes, whatever it is. There is a way to take that information and reframe it in a way that you can find the positive in it. And I know that's really hard as, you know, I've, I've got a guy on my team, God bless him, that feels like every time he writes a contract, he loses two. But we've managed to reframe it in a way of like, look, I put seven things in escrow, at least a couple of them will close. And, you know, that's not the best thing in the world. But, you know, we're taking baby steps to the to the point where you can say, look, there is a whole bunch of things that I didn't have. You know, when I look at look at my team and I, I go back and I get this all the time from people. Well, you know, I, I don't I don't want to um, I don't want to be a team leader anymore. I don't want to deal with this, this, this and this. And I said, great. So do you want to go show houses? Well, no. Do, do you want to go on listing appointments? Well, no. Okay, so you have a choice. You can quit real estate, you can go back into production, or you can figure out how to be a better leader. And it doesn't mean we've always got choices. We just don't always love the choices that we have. So, you know, those are the opportunities. And here's a huge pet peeve of mine. The job description is team leader, not team manager by the way. That is a huge, huge thing for me. And you said this earlier that you're you're working on self-development, Misty. And I've always, I believe that le leaders are learners. And, and that's kind of a weird term, but ultimately 
to be a good leader, you constantly have to be improving. You constantly have to be finding the next thing. And, you know, I, I, I talked about this at Listing Agent Bootcamp last year, that we are bombarded today with constant negative information. And I don't care where it's from, the left, the right, the middle, whatever. It's constantly, no matter what channel you turn on, unless it's a sitcom, you're probably, and, and honestly, even majority of our television is actually finding ways to do messages. And I think that's a good thing. But understand, for me, it's a five to one ratio. For all, for, if I put an hour of crap in my head, that means I got to take five hours, five, and put good stuff back in my head or otherwise I end up holding my head down and, and I stop being happy and I stop wanting to grow and learn. So I've got to focus on that and really consistently put good stuff in my head because there's so much bad stuff that I don't even have control over. So control the control. I think that's where I got sideways. So what got me here is my hunger to learn. And what's going to get me to my next level is my hunger to learn. But what happened was as a team leader, your job role and your skill set change. And I wasn't eager to learn how to read my P&L. I wasn't eager to learn how to run a business. I thrive off chaotic experiences. I'd rather throw everything up in the air and see where it lands and work with it from there. That's not the same skill set that's going to get me to my next level. And so, you know, when it changes, I think that's where I got sideways was I realized the same skill set that got me here, the same education, that same hunger that I have is different now. And I have to accept that this team lead role looks different. And my skill set and my education, I have to find that same hunger to learn that I had previously on a different that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go ahead. Things down that I think are important for leaders. If you're if you're considering being the team leader, or if you're currently a team leader, you should ask yourself these couple questions. First of all, are you constantly growing and improving? Because I think Misty just really hit that and how important that is. <laughs> this is going to sound funny. Are you willing to be a therapist? Because that's part of our job and we never signed up for it. I don't have a social work degree. I know Misty does. I don't have that degree. But are you willing to listen to all the things and stop saying, stop being a wuss? That's not what that's about. You've got to understand the people. Are you willing to do hard things? Here's one that's really hard for me. Are you willing to protect the team over the individual? Mm -hmm. That's a hard one. I love person X. And they're my friend and, and we've built a relationship and they've been with me for three years, but I have to let them go because I have 24 other people who they're hurting mm -hmm. and I've got to do that. And that's really, really hard. So, you know, there's so many other things. Are, do you know how to train people? And I know that sounds funny, but just because you have good information in your head doesn't mean that you can convey it in a way that other people will understand. Um, you know, and here's my last one. Leadership is a constant battle, not a one-time thing. If, if there's one thing that I learned that I didn't believe five years ago is the things that I have to do, I don't have to do them once. I have to do them hundreds of times over and over and over again. Because forever. Forever. And that's not going to go away. I don't care how good a leader you are. There is always going to be problems, concerns, cancers, all that stuff. And that is your main job is to work with that. Because here's the thing, all the systems, models, training, that's great. It all comes down to people. If you have great people and do a great job leading them, the rest of it, you still have to do the work, but it will work out. Mm -hmm. 
You know, here's the thing, Brian, you nailed it a minute ago when you talked about the reframe. And, and by the way, all of this is fantastic. And I see uh, Gail Zentech. Thank you for posting that. She said, great call, you guys. I'm getting so much value out of this. You know, I want to talk about this reframe for a second. I want you guys to think about Tony Robbins or any other, think of any other thought leader that you really have a lot of respect for. I don't care who it is. You just, just picture that person in your mind, somebody that you feel like, man, they're really successful and what a great life they have. And oh, wouldn't it be great if I had a life like theirs. I just, I want you to think of who that person is in your mind right now. Whoever it is, doesn't matter. Just get a picture of them, an image of them in your mind. And as you're thinking about them, I want you to ask yourself, why do I enjoy this person? Why do I want to be more like this person? And my hunch is it has a lot to do with our perception of what their life is probably like and about the value they bring to others, right? Those are probably two of the biggest factors in why we want to be like a certain person. So as we think about that, here's the next thing I want you to ask yourself. Do they have bad days? <laughs> how bad do their days get live <laughs> right that's what i'm saying that's exactly my point like how bad do their days get do they ever get in arguments with other people do they get along with their family all the time or do they have you know drama in their family occasionally right uh, you know do they uh, do, do they get along with all their co-workers all the time are they always the right team leader are they always that right person do they always make the right decision say the right thing do the right thing so that the people around them are inspired motivated and want to carry on and the reality is no I think about Tony Robbins as a perfect example. Do you think every seminar this guy ever did that ever that, that all of a sudden just people flocked to him? Or do you think he showed up to an empty room once in a while? Do you think that guy showed up a couple of times and there were six people in the room that weren't really that interested in what he had to say? Let me tell you something. I guarantee he went through that crap long before he was filling stadiums. We all go through this in our lives. Do I think that he's ever yelled at his wife or his kids? Or do I think that he's ever, you know, I mean, think about this, guys. Yes. The reality is he's done some bad things. We all have. We've all made mistakes. Here's the key. Stop beating yourself up about the stupid mistakes you make, right? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have bad days. Stop getting down on yourself for it and start understanding that that was five minutes ago. This is now. I can make a choice now to do something different right this second to be who I want to be. And if I want to be more like this particular person, Focus on the good things about that person that you want to emulate and emulate those things and understand that in this moment today, I can be that guy or that woman. And I don't, and does that mean that they're perfect? Does that mean I want to be like them in every way? No, but I can be that part of that person that I want to emulate in this moment. And even though literally five seconds ago, I said something to my kids that I shouldn't have said, I can change that right now. I can walk back downstairs and I can go apologize to my kid. I can walk over to my wife and give her a hug and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I was wrong. I love you. Whatever it is in your life, you've got to figure that out. But you've got to make the decision that you're going to choose to be happy because nobody else can cause you to be happy or unhappy. And Misty, I keep coming back to thinking about you on this because you are such a powerful woman, right? And, bo and both you and Sheree are both powerful. And Brian, you're a powerful guy. I'm a powerful woman. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's Brian's singing Shania Twain right now, right? Man, sorry, I had to break it up a little too serious for a second. <laughs> but very seriously, right? I want you guys to think about this because very seriously, I th I'm thinking about Misty here, and I'm thinking to myself from the outside, everybody looking at Misty, everyone who knows Misty or has had has been exposed to Misty at some level, and Sheree, I could say the same thing about you. They they all feel like and they think or 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 the presumption is you're a powerful woman and things are going well for you and you're having all this success and oh my gosh, how amazing are you and how amazing is all the things that are happening in your life. And here's the thing, because I get to have calls with you guys and you guys get to vent to me occasionally about the stuff that's not going the way you'd like it to go. 
And I'm here to tell everybody watching, you guys, even people like Misty and Cherie go through struggles. Even people like Misty and Cherie have doubts. Think twice about whether or not they're doing the right thing. Do, do things they shouldn't do to, to themselves, to their business, to people around them. We all go through this, every single one of us. But what you've got to decide is in this moment, I'm going to change who I am for right now. It may not last a week, but it can last for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And for this moment in time, I'm going to make a choice as to what's going to be what, what's what I'm going to allow to dwell in my head. Because that's space I control and nobody else does. Let me piggyback on oh, Sheree, you go. I've got I, you I, go ahead. <laughs> Sheree. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I think that one of the things is that. And speaking to what you were talking about, Michael, I mean, sorry, Brian, in this reframing thing is that I, I one, appreciate that, Michael, but I don't take myself that serious. I, I never have. Um, <laughs> that's nice for you to say. But other people do. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. But I don't, and I, Misty's probably the same way. Like we hear that. And we're like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, but okay, that's cool. But I think that a lot of it is that what I first started to do was I made in this shift. So I've been thinking back to that shift in my mindset when I started making those shifts, you know, and it came back around to me just yesterday when I was discussing this with someone else is that what I did was I made a small commitment each time to change what that outcome looks like. So those people who are, you know, you had seven in escrow, six of them fall out. Okay. That was hard. That's 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 a really everyday occurrence that happens a lot. It even happens in you know the team leader side. You know, it's it's we've got all this going on, and then it all fell out. Oh gosh, what am I going to do now? You know, so laying goose eggs aren't fun, um, is what I call them, or just that one deal that's not fun because that's when you're writing checks. But these micro commitments, and I think this is a big thing for people to do for themselves and the things for them to do on their teams. But that small commitment. That small commitment that Zach made, the small commitment that Misty made, the small commitments, you know, that we make each day is a part of that change that happens in our brain. And as soon as we make those small commitments and we see a victory, just one, we just need that one victory. So that person had seven that were in escrow, six fell out. Guess what their victory was? That one that closed. Because each small victory builds more confidence. Every time we get a small victory, it builds more confidence and confidence always leads to momentum. That's that shift that happens. So those are things that I think that people really need to understand with how our brains work. So that goes back to, you know, I've said it before that I've got an autistic son. And so this is what we do. We celebrate the small wins. Why do we celebrate the small wins? Because it builds confidence. And that's the same thing that I think that whether you're a team leader, whether you're a solo agent, whatever it is, that's what you have to look at. You know, this might suck, but I did this. Let's focus on that. It will help. So in my past, and I really want to hit on that, and I know Brian has something to say too, but in my past, I lacked that skill set that you just described. And it always led to depression or sadness or overwhelmed feelings. I don't, I don't have any of that anymore because I take action in the right direction every single day. It's, you know, I know a lot of us, I know a lot of people in this business, it's a roller coaster, the, you know, the shift, whatever's going on, it can lead to a lot of overwhelming feelings of how am I going to get my next commission check? I can tell you the, the quickest way out of it is exactly what Cherie said, micro commitments to do something today. 
it may be one micro get out of bed an hour early. You know, yeah, that, that sounds like a lot, but it really is a micro goal. Do it. Do it for yourself. Do it because it leads to better a better life, a happier outlook. And the more that you can stack those micro things on top of each other, you will find, I mean, I wake up every single day and I am just thrilled to start the day. Even if yesterday was awful, I can start every single day reset. That's a skill set. And I didn't, I wasn't born with it. I didn't, I learned it through a hard life of being beat up. But everybody on this call or everybody watching, everybody that sees this ever can do that. I promise you, it's just committing to do it every single day and little, little, little things. Maybe you're struggling with weight. That's something I struggle with. Go to the gym. I don't love the gym, but it's my micro goal that if I do this every single day, I'm leading in the right direction. And that leads to happiness, which leads to success eventually. So here's what I wanted to bring up. And I love the way you said, because it, it it's exactly where I'm going to. So I believe that it doesn't even have to be to, it doesn't even have to be, I woke up and decided to have a better day. Guess what? There's a reset button that you can push at any moment at any time of the day. Now, here's the thing. Most people go, okay, I'm going to reset it in my head. And that's great. And I appreciate that. And I've done that, but I'll tell you what works better. Find something that makes you feel good. And here's the beauty of 2019. If you can't find something to listen to or watch on YouTube, you don't know how to use a computer because there is more information, positive information out there than there's ever been. And what, what I suggest, and I'll, I'll throw that out, there's a thing called priming that Tony Robbins does. And literally at any point in time during the day, I can stop and I've got the video and I can play it and it's 10 minutes long. It's a 10 minute reset. And I promise you, if you have something like that, or you should find something like that because at the end of the day, if you are having a crappy day, and by the way, I had a really crappy day yesterday. You guys can't tell, or maybe you can't, I don't know. But uh, you know, I pushed reset and I had to push reset because you know what? I've got responsibilities, obligations, people. And by the way, I don't wanna feel like garbage. So push, find that reset button for yourself and have a process, whatever it is, so that at any point in time, at any day that you can hit that reset button. That is one of the most powerful tools that I ever learned. Oh, super powerful. I mean, just super powerful. I mean, mine might be, you know, I, I love Bruno Mars. I can't help it. I listen to him every single day. If I'm having a bad day, Bruno is on, you know, it, it, I can't help it. But yesterday after dealing with some of that stuff, what did I do? I got in the car. I mean, it's Vegas, so it's always sunshine for us. Got in the car, put on the shades, opened the sunroof and just drove down the strip. That was it. And with my Bruno blasting, Hey y'all, that was me. Um, but it was my reset button because I went up and down the strip. I mean, I was there for probably 20 minutes, came back and it was like, boom, I got to jump into this. That was it. Boom. I got to jump into that. And it happened, you know, so thank you for saying that, Brian, because that's a huge thing that I don't think a lot of people do. And that goes back to what Misty was talking about with the different skill sets. And so I know we've got to wrap up, but for those of you guys who are listening, you know, listen to some of the things that Misty was saying. One of the most, the biggest takeaways from what she's been talking about today is the word skill set. Each level, there's a different skill set for you to learn. And the things that we've been talking about, we didn't dive so deep into everything that sucks because we can go on and on and <laughs> on about everything that sucks. But 
Listen, what I really love about Club Wealth TV and doing these types of things and the people who come on it is that a lot of the people who come on it are not here just to boast about, oh, look at me and how great I am. You know, more there's more people like us that are considered bigger producers than what we think. But what we what we do know is that one, it takes the vulnerability in order for us to grow. So we have to share it. Um, out there, and you'll find that there's a lot more people like you that that encumbers your that uh, makes up your tribe, and listen to those that have been there. You know that I call have all the stripes on their back. I always tell people I got a lot of stripes on my back. So you got a question, just ask me. I'll tell you because I've been there. And the same thing for Misty. She might not be one who likes to talk about it a whole lot, but I can tell you. I can tell you right now, this lady takes it all in and she knows what she's talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that guys, with that, we've got to wrap up. We're actually a little bit over, but I want to, first of all, again, shout out to our sponsor, Wise Hire, who makes all of these possible. Really appreciate them sponsoring these shows. Uh, if you guys haven't done so already, check out clubwealth.com forward slash Wise Hire. Uh, and you guys, all of you, thank you so much for your valuable insights, especially Misty. Thank you for being our guest today on yeah, Club Wealth TV. Seriously, like your ability and, and willingness to be authentic and vulnerable with the world is such a blessing to everyone who gets to ex experience being around you. Uh, I just, I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate that and how much value I feel like it brings to everybody else around you. So that being said, I wish we had more time. This has been awesome, you guys. Please do me a favor, everybody watching, type some comments in, tell us how you felt about this. And by all means, freaking hit the share button on Facebook, please share this to your timeline. Uh, and that goes for our panelists and our, our, our co-hosts as well. You know, just you guys hit the share button, share it to, uh, to your timeline, get more people watching this, spread the love, share the love. And uh, let's see if we can't uh, positively and permanently change the lives of 20 million people. That's my life goal. And I hope you guys will help me with that. Have an awesome day, everybody. And remember inside each one of you, there's a world-class beast just dying to get out. Find something that you can do today at a world-class level. Take care, everybody.